Welcome to your EV listening podcast, Take It EV. I'm your host, Phil Nash. And I'm your other host, Greg Jaskowitz. Well, EV is in the name, so this is the show where we'll talk about electric vehicles. But we'll also get into self-driving cars and other forms of futuristic, sustainable transport. But we'll be mostly talking about EVs. That's in the name. A few weeks have passed since our last episode. Got a lot of things to talk about, although nothing to announce, sadly. But uh, I just want to say that most of the the reason for the delay was my fault, so I apologise for that. Uh, and I'm apologising explicitly, even though that's what you're not supposed to do when doing a podcast. Because I think there's a couple of good stories in the reasons why. Uh, mostly because uh, I moved house, and the house I'm in now no longer has a charging point. So that's brought some challenges with it. So we, we might talk about that a bit later. Interesting. Uh, and I've also done quite a bit of travelling as well. And I've got some stories there. So talking of stories, I think you've got a couple of uh, trip reports to, to do as well, haven't you, Greg? Yeah, quite a few. Quite a few. Maybe maybe start with your story or two. Okay, well, the the, the house move. So I, I used to have a, a pod point charging point in the old house. So that was very convenient. The, the house I'm in now, uh, well, it's a rented house, first of all, so uh, it's, it's quite difficult to get a, a pod point put in. I managed to convince the landlord that uh, we could put one in and then discovered that um, the the time period for being able to get the uh, the grant for the for the charging point um, to cut off, I think it was uh, April uh, 2017 or something, so... We can no longer get that. It's going to be six or seven hundred pounds to to have one put in. Uh, we can't quite can't quite afford that um, just for the for the sake of a rented place. So what we've been doing so far is just trailing a, a cable out the front window, uh, which uh, not particularly convenient in the winter. Is uh, that's what we found. So working on what we're going to do there. In the meantime, I think it was you actually pointed out a while back that. There's a place just around the corner from from where we live that now does a, a fast charging uh, point, and you need to sign up for. Uh, is it the Polar Network? It is, yeah. Um, and although you have to pay a monthly fee, if you use it regularly enough, what you save on um, on the cost uh, should offset the the monthly fee. So I'm considering doing that, but it's a little not quite as convenient. So I'm starting to to feel what it's like for for some other people that don't have easy access to a charging point. Did you did you listen to the uh, uh, second episode or take it with you when I waffled about this? I did, yes, <laughs> and I agree it can definitely be done. Uh, I'm doing it, in fact. Uh, in fact, it's your story. I think was uh, was even harder. It could definitely be done with a bit of dedication. Obviously, um, if we're going to move to the next stage of adoption. Uh, more and more people driving electric vehicles then it's this sort of extra um, degree of inconvenience that's going to put a lot of people off so it's interesting to uh, just sort of feel out what the problems are and, and experience them firsthand and also try to come up with some solutions I, I do agree that the um, you know making things easier for people is a, is a good thing and um Sometimes just you know you have to lead people to the uh, to the to the water, um, otherwise they're not going to go there themselves. I had 
Yeah. It's a story for another podcast, but I've I had quite a few encounters with people who are not very convinced that uh, EVs are taking on. Uh, which, you know, obviously, since we're in that bubble, we uh, we disagree with that. But Yeah, there's definitely definitely a bubble involved. And obviously, we're sort of fairly committed to to the idea and to the cause. And so we, we can push for a bit of pain. But um, I definitely think that with uh, the the coming sort of new generation with uh, bigger ranges, that's going to make all of these problems a lot easier. So I've got the, um, uh, I think it's the 24 kilowatt leaf. So the range is not that great. We have to top that up quite frequently. Now, if we only had to do it, say, once a week, then trailing that cable out or making the visit around the corner to the fast charger would be a lot more tolerable. So I think that's going to make a big difference, even even apart from all the other obvious advantages to having a greater range. So looking forward to, to that. And in fact, we are in the market at the moment for, for a new car. So we're wondering whether, whether to hold off for the um, uh, the potential 60 kilowatt hour leaf that may be coming later this year. Uh, I've heard uh, rumours about it. Um, or even just going for the the current 40 kilowatt hour would make definitely be a big step up from where we are now. It may actually be the difference that we need. Yeah, it also you can also put in more things into it because yeah, I've heard the boot is much la- much larger than the, uh, the the leaves we have. It is definitely a bit larger. Um, tried to compare it side by side, but our boot at the moment is so full up with junk, it's difficult to <laughs> to really compare, uh, and that, that's part of the problem as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, still not a big car, but it's big enough for most you know local journeys and, and running about. It's what we use it for most of the time. So every little helps, I agree. We did take that for a test drive a couple of weeks ago and uh, was was very nice to drive. Obviously, uh, the the um, the main difference between a, an electric car and a uh, petrol or diesel car is that initial torque, uh, particularly in the Leaf. That, that's the same as it's always been. But um, the, the, the pro-pilot for... Uh, uh, keeping you in lane, um, even going around slight bends, slowing down when a, the car in front slows down, uh, was all very interesting. Seemed to work fine, um, and I will definitely feel more comfortable doing a longer journey in that car, knowing that if I had lost attention for a moment, uh, it would have my back. Uh, still a long way from being able to rely on that for what you might think of as autonomous driving, so we're not talking about that yet, not in the Leafs at least. But it's nice to, to have those features in there as well. Uh, although for me, one of the, the biggest um, benefits of the new Leaf is the um, introduction of CarPlay. Which I have to say, uh, having used that a few times now, very difficult to go back to a car without it. It makes such a difference. So yeah. not really uh, an EV thing, but uh, definitely a modern car thing. Yeah, I, I, I since we... Jumping onto that subject, we um, I test drove it as well. Uh, we just came up to the end of our lease on our 30 kilo hour leaf, and it was a bit of a choice between, uh, you know, moving on to the newer car or keeping the um, uh, the leaf. 
the 30 kilowatt-hour leaf. And uh, spoiler alert, we, we are keeping the 30 kilowatt-hour leaf. Uh, and the reason being, there's, there's quite a few reasons, but it mostly comes down to the price. Um, the, the the quote we were given. I, I made a mistake and I bought the, um, when I when I was buying the 30 kilowatt-hour leaf, I didn't ask for any discounts. I basically paid the full sticker price, um, as I used to do on my other cars in the past. And, you know, I couldn't haggle uh, with people at uh, Vauxhall or uh, or any other uh, garages where I, where I would... And I used to draw, used to buy just second-hand cars anyway, so that's a different story. Um, <clears throat> so I have assumed it's the same sort of scenario in uh, in case of the, uh, the, the Nissan. Uh, and... Um, Turns out that the uh, on the forty kilowatt hour Nissan, you, you you no longer can get any definite like major discounts through Nissan. Um, so you know we would end up paying essentially hundred pound more uh, to lease it to lease the new one uh, compared to the old one, which just doesn't doesn't make much sense. Um, and um, also. I felt like the the jump from thirty kilowatt hour to forty kilowatt hour isn't that much of a of a step up to to you know um, to, to explain the the hundred pound uh, price difference to my wife basically and you know get the uh, get any sort of uh, agreement on it. Um, so uh, I don't know the uh, there is a um, I I did try uh, rapid charging it. Uh, few times and just like the stories uh say it the uh, doesn't take the second rapid charge very well um so that's another worry because because i do quite a few long uh trips where i do usually you know um uh, quick charge few times uh it would be lovely to to be able to uh to do that um so the, those two things basically my worry that i wouldn't be able to do a trip to say Aberystwyth. Uh, Good. That, that's interesting. I hadn't heard about that. You're, you're saying if you're doing two rapid charges in succession, presumably with a, with a drive in between, that the, the second one is not as effective or takes longer, or what's the problem there? Well, that's the whole that's the whole rapid gate uh, issue that um, was discovered as soon as people got the, took took um, deliveries of their uh, 40 kilowatt Nissan Leafs. As soon as they, they they were able to rapid charge once, no problems. But the second rapid charge uh, would be limited. The, the 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 charging rate would be limited. So in order to get the eighty percent charging charging, you would have to wait over an hour. Um, right. And then it keeps on uh, slowing down every every, uh, every charge after that. Um, sadly, I only had the car for two days, so I I, I couldn't I couldn't properly test that. I I, I couldn't do the trip to to Wales and back. Uh, to actually, you know, I didn't want to get. I don't want to. I could do that trip, but I couldn't. I don't want to get stuck. Um, yeah. So I didn't have the, uh, the, the sort of enough envelope to um, to 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 try things like that. Um, so I just t- took my thirty kilowatt hour leaf, which I know what it can do. Um, you know, if I do fifty five miles hour on the uh, on the motorway, I can do uh, in a good weather. I can do over hundred miles in my leaf, so I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, you, you have slightly more range than me already, and I think you're slightly more prepared to to do those longer journeys already. You've done a couple of trips to Aberystwyth and uh, some other places that you'll probably tell us about in a moment. Whereas apart from my, my initial journey where I 
I think I've mentioned before, I drove down from, from Gateshead down to, to Tunbridge. That's 350 miles. Stopped about eight times along the way. Um, generally, we, we tend to avoid the longer journeys. It's mostly for our local journeys around around town. So that difference between our 24 kilowatt hour and the 40 would be quite big because it would make quite a lot of relevant journeys uh, doable now. I agree, that's a huge difference. I have, I have some other thoughts on the uh, on the new leaf, such as the... I I don't know what it is about... I don't know if it's, if it's generally Nissan or um, or Japanese car, in my case, but the, um, you can't adjust the steering wheel properly, so you can't move it up or down. Um, right. my, my wife is shorter than me, so she has to move uh, the seat very close to the pedals, which means you, your steering wheel is just literally right up your face sometimes. It's just uncomfortable that way. Um and I don't know the, uh, the 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 seating position in the new leaf feels a bit more cramped. Um, I think I don't know what the um, technical names for these things are, but the uh, but the, the the top of the dashboard I, f- I felt like it was higher up, uh, and also the rear view mirror uh, was obstructing a bit more sp- uh, uh, f- uh, front view than the uh, than the old leaf. Um, like there were slight differences like that. Um, on on the plus side. I um I did like uh, the, the sort of the semi-automated steering features, like you said, you know, the lane keeping, um, pro pilot features. Um, but the thing is, these days, pretty much if, if you buy a new car, pretty much every new car will have a similar feature to that. Uh, so it's not it's you know they're just keeping up with the. Um, I feel like they're just keeping up with the the current trends. They're not le- really leading or they're not leaping forwards. Um, well, a, lo- a lot of them do. I wouldn't say. The whole of them, sure, uh, and many sure. of them, they they will have the sensors, and they will give you warnings, but not actually do the, the, the taking control of the steering wheel part. True, but uh, any car that we drove that was built in the last year, like uh, that I, either we uh, rented or, or we you know seen, uh, would have that feature at least as an option. Because in, in on the Leaf, uh, you you have to pay extra for it. It doesn't come with standard. That's um, true. And the um, which is also disappointing to be honest, the um, uh, the the things that I liked is the, um, it it does feel much nippier than um, and I think it is on the paper. It's got a few more horses under the bonnet than the uh, than the old leaf. Um, electric horses. Electric horses. Yeah. Um, they they retained the uh, the boost button at the end of the accelerator pedal, so when you push it all the way, it still has that you know. Um, the, the the leap uh, effect, yeah. uh, which which I, I do I do like on the leaf, and I have to say that I'm, every other EV that I've dr- uh, test drove actually is is lacking that, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm missing it. Um, the, um, the the new sort of um, interface, I I don't know. I was a bit hesitant initially about the uh, the the old the, the sort of uh, the old school steam gauges as they call them. Um, as opposed to the electronic uh, uh, display, but I, I have to say I did like it. Um, you know, it didn't take me too long to get used to it. Um, I did like the seats. Seats are so much better than the um, uh, our leaves. I feel. Um, I especially like the uh, the um, the um, the hand rest or elbow rest or whatever you call it. Um, it's I don't know. It just felt a bit more um, a bit more modern and comfy. I um <laughs> I test drove uh, so the, the so the leaf that I test drove is the N connector uh model and it was loaded with all the 
you know, like things like ProPilot. So obviously, I had to test the uh, the self parking uh, uh, option. And I don't know. I d- I will usually when you get a car for t- for test drive, the uh, the dealer or the salesperson will give you you know a bit of walk around. But I always say I'm a technical person. I can figure these things out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, it was a b- it was a bit of a mistake to do that in this case because I'm sure he he could have showed me things that you know I wouldn't uh, think about. But one of the things that I found afterwards that um, could have nearly cost me, uh, 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 you know, insurance uh, uh, cost of fixing that car, is the auto parking. Um, basically, I decided to to test it on on our local uh, roads here in Tunbridge, and then on my way back. And it, it was fine. It was, you know, the, I felt like it was too quick to park. So basically, what the the way you self park the leaf is, you uh, you tell it that you want to park. You press the little button when you on the screen where you want to where you wanted to to park, and then it asks you to uh, to press the um, the parking self parking button. And you have to keep it depressed. If you let go, it will stop. It's just a safety feature. Makes sense, and obviously you have to pay attention uh, to it when you're doing it. So uh, we did it a few times, and it just felt like finding a space takes so long. I could park the car myself in the meantime, which is you know the the basically the the, the procedure to go through to actually for the car to do it is so complicated. Um, by the time you do all these things, and if you you know if you if you're technically savvy like I am, it's fine. But if you give it to somebody who isn't and who doesn't have the patience for a technology. Um, they'll just give up. So I feel like, uh, like that's a wasted opportunity on, on Nissan's side. And also, the fact that it does it so quickly, um, it doesn't give you much time to react in case you're about to bump into something. And um, so on that subject, as I was driving it back to the uh, to Nissan, I thought, well, I haven't actually tried it, tried it to, uh, to, to reverse into a space um, to do the parallel parking on the next to the, c- the curb. On the um, on the road, so I thought I'll just give it a go. You know, two streets away from from the garage, and uh, and it just did it so quick. Uh, it just ended up mounting the curb, and I was shocked. Basically, I was like, "Whoa, hmm. what just happened?" Um, and uh, a few times when we were parking it around Tunbridge, um, at, uh, you know how you have lamp posts and things, and just posts basically behind your uh, 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 behind the p- uh, the car park. It just felt like it got very close to them as it was parking it, and then, uh, so I I spoke to the uh, the um, the person at the garage, the salesperson at the garage, and and he said to me, oh by the way, you know, um, you know that as soon as you pick the uh, the position uh, where you want to, because basically it gives you on a screen three sixty view of where you want to park. Yeah. As soon as you confirm that, the car assumes that you've looked at all the obstacles, such as posts, poles, anything that is in the way. So it will stop if there's a person passing by, but if there's a if there's a fixture that's been there before the car decided to park, it will just drive through it. So hmm. it's good to know that, right? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> it seems like a like a bit of a um, safety concern. Anyway, I just felt like that uh, self parking feature is a bit useless, to be honest. Um, so your summary of self parking is that it's it's too slow and it's too fast. It's too slow. That, right? It's too fast, and then it's dangerous. And yeah. um, I, I might put that uh, picture in the in the show notes. But the car basically just it didn't go up the the curb, you know, a lot. 
but it mounted the curb. And I don't know, just you just you know, if you have the new car with nice alloys, you don't want the car itself to scratch the alloys. <laughs> no, um, ideally not. It's it's better obviously that it mounts the curb than it scratches the alloys, but I don't know. It just it just felt a bit clumsy. I just I was expecting something better out of it. Um maybe I too much of an expectation. I don't know. Um overall I like to say the um the the audio interface uh, has all the uh, the latest gimmicks so you can plug in your phone and it will show you the um the interface. Uh, on iOS or on Android you have to download an app for that, but you know. Uh but but still does that. Um it so that that's very very nice. The the the, the map interface still looks the same as the old leaf, but I presume that the whole computer behind it is um is newer and better and all that. Um Yeah, I would expect so. Um I think that's that's about it. The uh, the, the boot space is much larger because uh, they they've removed the the pillars on the side um from right. the old leaf so you can actually fit in uh, a suitcase or or um I yeah, I don't play the guitar as much as I used to but the uh but I could fit in the guitar because in in the in the in the current leaf I have to kind of put the guitar case sideways but in the in the new leaf you can just slide it in and it just all goes in and you know stays at the bottom. And that's an electric guitar, I hope. <laughs> yes, it's an electric guitar, of course. As opposed to a <laughs> petrol or diesel guitar. <laughs> I'm sure someone's made one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to Google it now. But um, so, do you have any other thoughts on the uh, on the new Leaf? Yeah, so the the one that I had didn't have the the parking ability. Oh, just had the the lane guidance and um, slowing down for the car in front. So th- those things worked fine as long as you realize their limitations as well. That, you know, they're not actually full-on driving the car. They're just, um, just just helping with the steering a bit. And it's only really for use on motorways and, and other major roads. Um, you know, ideally, dual carriageway. Uh, it doesn't work on the little local roads, certainly not the ones around here in Tunbridge. No, too, too, too many bends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did take my hands off for a few seconds just to see what would happen. And it did give me a few seconds before it started to complain. I didn't leave it long enough for it to slow down. But um, uh, yeah, it's good to know that it's it's not so strict that it complains as soon as you take your hands off, but also doesn't let you lead them off for too long, which I think at this stage of the game is, is definitely what you want, really, because it's, it's not something you want to... Um, Take your mind off for too long, yeah. I think. Yeah. I didn't pay too much attention to the uh, to the seats themselves. They, they seem comfortable enough for me. Uh, but it's a good point that you mentioned about not being adjustable uh, so much. So if we do uh, look into it again, I'll need to get my wife to sit in the driver's seat as well. Make sure it's going to be okay for her. Um, say the, uh, the the mapping system. Wouldn't be an issue for me because I'll be using CarPlay all the time. Uh, and I'd, I'd recommend anyone that has certainly an iPhone, but presumably an Android phone as well, uh, to do that if, if you can, because it's such a nicer experience. Um, and, yeah, we're still not quite sure if we're going to go for it or not because we're not desperate at the moment. Right now we, we do have a, a diesel car as well for the, for the longer journey, so for when we need a bigger car. And we're going to continue to need that for the foreseeable future. So, um, yeah, there, if we've got the new leaf, there'll be more journeys that we could do in it that we can't now, but not so many that it's going to be life-changing. So 
with thinking about holding out for the for the 60 kilowatt hour model. And I think that's going to be the same basic design, just uh, the bigger battery is, is my understanding, but I'm not sure we know enough about it yet. But uh, that, that in itself would still be worth waiting for if it is going to come in the next year then I think we can we can afford to wait for that. Yeah, I'm very curious about the um, uh, about the 60 kilowatt hour leaf. I think it's going to be well, it's supposed to be announced pretty much so, pretty soon. It was supposed to be announced September last year, but because of all the uh, internal financial scandals inside Nissan, I think they have postponed uh, some of the launches. Um, right. at least that's that's the rumors. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't have any any secrets uh, squirrels uh, telling me things from Nissan. Because um, you know it will be in Japanese, and I don't speak any Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it will be interesting to find out because certainly the new Leaf is supposed to be much more efficient. Because the, the problem that I'm having with the 30 kilowatt hour Leaf is if I push it, uh, this might get get a bit of technical, a bit technical. But the um, there's a lot of uh, lease in uh, Leaf. Uh, sorry, uh, there's a lot of um, loss. Uh, there's loads of losses in the internal in the batteries. Uh, so if you if you push the Leaf. Um, too hard. If you basically discharge the battery uh, too quick, um, a lot of uh, energy is lost in the um, uh, in the heat. Uh, it just basically heats up. And uh, it's certainly true for the 30 kilowatt hour leaf. And basically, the higher the the pack density, the the higher the resistance of the the pack. Um, and right. obviously, the, the and the higher is um, I don't know the te- actual technical term for this, but basically, it keeps the heat on for much longer. Because obviously it's a denser, denser material, so it's it's harder for the uh, the heat to dissipate. Um, and obviously, thirty kilowatt hour uh, pack is much denser than the thir- uh, twenty four kilowatt hour pack, and the forty kilowatt hour pack is much denser than the thirty kilowatt hour mm. pack, and they're all in the same footprint. Yes. Um, yeah. So that you know that's that's one of the reasons the uh, the whole rapid gate uh, thing happened is because you know um, there is no active cooling right. on, on the battery. So it just heats up quicker and doesn't cool down um, I- uh, enough in time for you to plug it in. Um, so with a 30 kilowatt hour leaf, I can plug it in three, four times a day uh, on a long trip. Um, and it will still rapid charge at pretty much full speed. Whereas with the 40 kilowatt hour pack, at least in the past, um, it was the case that the, uh, it, w- it would allow only, only allow you to do it twice or maybe once. Uh, and then you would have to... Certainly, uh, Nissan actually said in their um, in their pr- uh, press releases uh, after the, uh, the the whole thing was found out that uh, Leaf is only designed to be rapid charged once, rapid charged once a day. Uh, so, essentially, say the range is 150 miles. Essentially, they're restricting you to about 300 mile uh, journey a day, which is which is terrible because uh, I can do over 300 miles a day in my current Leaf. Of course, I have to stop a bit more often, but yeah, but I can. <laughs> well, you you can still do the longer journeys. You just have to wait a bit longer for the subsequent charges. That is true. Yeah, I'll and presumably, if you only do it that occasionally, then you should be fine. But maybe it's going to get detrimental to do that too often. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. Um, yeah, so I, I I wonder how the because um, the, the rumor is, or actually it's not a rumor. Actually, I think Nissan has confirmed that the uh, the 60 kilowatt hour pack is going to be uh, pack. Sorry, it's going to be made by somebody else. It's not because they used to make the batteries themselves, and now they're going to be buying the batteries from somebody else. I think it's LG, but I'm, I, I I don't okay. know exactly. 
So the chemistry is going to be obviously different, and it's a com- it's a manufacturer that actually is, you know makes the batteries. That's their uh, job. Um, right. Whereas in the past they had to make the batteries themselves, kind of like Tesla, because yeah. there was nobody else around to to build them enough batteries. Uh, and you know, and I'm I'm sure they were hoping that they could have a bit more uh, control over the R and D process of the new batteries. Um, yeah, I don't know why they didn't team up with somebody like Panasonic or um, or LG, but you know who knows the the politics of Nissan are certainly strange because I feel I feel like they used to lead very much in the uh, in the EV market, whereas nowadays they're a bit more you know ta- they're taking the back seat um, as far as the electric cars go, uh, and we're going to talk about the cars coming to the market in 2019, and they all seem miles ahead. Of of the uh, Nissan Leaf, even the sixty kilowatt hour uh, Leaf, um, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not not quite so sure about that because I have been looking at some of the ones that, well, certainly the ones that are shipping now, or at least brochures are out now. Um, they're, they're definitely interesting, and if you're in the market, you should be considering all of them. But I keep coming back to the Leaf at the moment. Is it just a f- familiarity with the leaf, or is it why is it why is that? Just that either the leaf actually seems to be better uh, in terms of range and, and other things, um, or where another car might have an advantage, it has other disadvantages that you know the, the trade-offs don't work in my favour. So, for example, one of the ones that I particularly liked in theory was the um, <clears throat> the, the Hyundai uh, Ionic, but currently that doesn't doesn't have the range, um, even compared to the the forty kilowatt hour Leaf, um, seems to be significantly uh, better for for range at the moment, and sixty kilowatt hour potentially even better uh, depending on on that heating issue. Well, the, 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 I test drove the Ionic and I even have my um, some YouTube videos with me sort of giving, you know, quick uh, first-hand experiences after uh, driving it for an hour. But um, I think the the current uh, Ionic only has 28 kilowatt hour battery yeah. pack, but it can do 150-odd miles in it. Uh, on it. Yeah, so it's efficient for uh, the, the battery size, but the, the total range um, is is not as great. Yeah, you know, I I do agree, but the it's very efficient that car. So, um, I it's it's it has almost the range of the forty kilowatt hour Leaf, um, but you know uh, that car has been out on the market for over two years now. Uh, yeah. So I'm I am hoping that they will release an upgrade to it at some point in time because they obviously they're coming down. Hyundai is doing um, releasing some other cars in uh, in 2019. Yeah, uh, which have I think they're, they're yeah, doing a new one. Yeah, so there's a there's a Kona that has a choice of a bit of 40 and 60 kilowatt hour packs, and um, the 60 kilowatt hour pack can do, uh, you know, well over 300 miles apparently, um, if you drive it carefully. Um, don't know how true that is because I haven't test drove myself uh, any one of these. And if you look at the Hyundai's website, or the, certainly the UK website, they don't have them listed as available at all. Even though 
um, if you look at shows like Fully Charged and and some others, um, you know they they've they've been given uh, uh, an option to test drive them. Um, so obviously we're not as po- uh, as a popular of a show as Fully Charged, um, but I would hope not yet. <laughs> I would we're hope working on that. Yeah, well, Hyundai, if you're gonna give us a shout, you know, uh, I'll uh, I'll give my email at the end of the show, or just uh, take it EV on uh, on Twitter and just hit me up. Um, I'll be happy to test drive one. Um, me too. <laughs> but it, in, in terms of a price, it's supposed to be priced around the same price as the uh, 60 kilowatt hour Leaf. But of course, because it's a, a Hyundai, it's going to be much more energy efficient. Because mm. um, it all comes down to you know the losses in the uh, in the, uh, uh, the AC DC converter and or DC AC converter actually, and um, and the battery pack itself. Um, that contribute to the fact that uh, you know the batteries heat up so quickly, and therefore uh, you lose a lot of power in the um, in the pack itself, in the, in the internal pack's resistance uh, when you're driving quick. Essentially, um, the the downside of the Kona that I not sorry Kona the Ionic that I drove was that it didn't seem as nippy as the um, as the Leaf. So they're obviously tuning it so that it it has to sort of bit more sluggish. Um, yeah acceleration just to save some power so you don't have to you know drive carefully uh you the car will do the, the sort of careful acceleration for you um which you know i think uh, i think is a good thing because sometimes sometimes leaf feels like driving a, a car that's just too too excited to drive <laughs> um and i'm sure some people had you know had uh, bad experiences pressing the accelerator too quickly and Finding themselves in the back of something, especially when you when you reverse, the leaf seems to be way too happy to just go. Um, you have to be really careful. Um, yeah, I find the leaf is is very punchy, even in the eco mode. I leave it in eco mode almost all the time, and it's it, it's great. And those few times when I do need that extra extra push, like coming out of a junction that's particularly tricky, I'll just take it out of eco just for that that moment. Um, if you if you just turn the dials up on that a little bit more, I, mean, I think that would be that would be fine. If you if you have the, the full torque at your disposal when you need it, but by default it drove in a more conservative way, I'd be totally happy with that. I'm sure most people would. Yeah, I th- well, I think Ionic has still has the uh, the you know giving me give me all the juice, but button at the very end of the accelerator. Um, I can't remember. Right. I can't remember because because it, it's been two years since I test drove it, or at least a year and a bit. Okay. Um, but I seem to remember that I had it, and it had a sports mode as well, which, you know, would give you the, the juice. The, the trouble is, I only had I only had that car for it for an hour, and because I was in London, when you're in London, you can't get out. In an hour, you can't get out to a proper dual carriageway and back yeah. uh, to test drive the car, especially you know in the afternoon. Uh, it's nearly impossible. Um, but I, I did, I did like it, and so I, I, you know, because because I know that they they design their cars very efficiently, or to be very efficient to drive, um, I am pretty much certain I can bet, you know, some money on it that the uh, with the same size of a pack, uh, uh, the Kona is going to be much more uh, efficient and hel- uh, is going to have a much greater range. The the difference is, uh, even though Kona um, is um, advertised as a, a compact SUV, I think. Yeah, it's not really. It's how should I put it mildly? It's smaller than Leaf. Yes. Uh, it is. <laughs> um, 
So I I uh, I I had I had quite a few friends who um who n- know that I I'm driving an electric car and they you know they've never seen it in person. Uh find it hard to believe but they've never looked at one. And they whenever they see me in the car for the first time they always say it's much bigger than I thought. Uh <laughs> they were expecting, you know, a tiny basically tiny car with small wheels uh, that looks funny. Um Cause you can it, still get those. <laughs> yes, yeah, but they were expecting Leaf to be much smaller than it is. So you know, I, I quite often have uh, full car, four people in the car because I, you know, I take people uh, places, and and you know, it's obviously it's not it doesn't have as great of a range when you drive on the motorway with four people in the car. But the, uh, but it's still you know, it's still got plenty of room for four people. Whereas I don't think um, what's the other one like you can get the. Uh, IME event. Uh, I can't remember the other one. Um, yeah, whatever the uh, the the um, the Renault. Oh, what was it called? It was a version of IME um, the, the the tiny car. The, the the Zoe. No, no, no. Um, yeah, but it was yeah. Well, true. Was a, I, w- I wasn't thinking about Zoe, but yeah, Zoe. Um, Zoe is much smaller than Leaf as well. Yeah. Um, um, and but it's a little bit smaller. It, yeah. It's it, yeah, it's interesting because the uh, the forty three kilowatt hour Zoe uh, can in, in theory do about two hundred miles if you drive it caref- carefully in the summer. Um, so it is much more energy efficient, but yeah, it is much smaller. And we, I don't know, I don't like the way they've designed the charging circuitry. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a sort of a subject for a technical rant, and I don't want to do do it here. But the uh, but basically. In a in a car, you've got the the battery is has a DC power, and the motor needs an AC power, and you also charge it using AC power. So you know this, the sinusoid um, power, right? And they've yeah. designed the circuitry so that it it uses the same bits essentially for charging, so for turning the AC into DC, and then for discharging. So when you drive it, so when you turn DC into AC, okay, and that. That um, obviously they did it to save space and cost, but that limits them uh, in terms of the uh, the charging speed, and uh, also causes issues if um, if there's any technical problems with the uh, that circuitry. Um, obviously, you know, it, it puts, puts a much more strain on it, but it's t- it's mainly to do with the fact that they had to design it to be to fit all these uses. And, um, and presumably you you can't drive it and charge it at the same time. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> for when for when the, uh, the the you know you can laser beam your uh, electricity into your car. Um, well, in, induction charging is coming apparently. Well, I've heard that for the last ten years, but yeah. <laughs> um, that, that requires a little bit more infrastructure, but it's an interesting idea. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like. I mainly what I don't like about current Zoe's is um, the fact that you can't. A rapid charger properly so it doesn't take the ccs uh charger it just takes the um the type 2 and yes okay. you can you can in theory can do 43 kilowatt hours over that but the um, not all the rapid chargers actually can pump up that the pump out that much and also um so you know, when you go to any motorway station, uh, station in the uk you usually have one or two pumps and only one of them is going to have the AC um, uh, socket or plug, sorry. Um, and also, when we because we we had a Zoe for a, for a week, and 
uh, to test drive it. I just found it, uh, I don't know, it's, it, it, it felt very cheap and sort of tinny as a car. It just didn't feel solid. I don't know how to describe it, but it just didn't feel, I didn't get the sense that it's it's a decent car uh, to drive. Um, I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's loads of people who are happy with them, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I had a similar reaction when I tried it. I mean, it's a Renault at the end of the day, so you know, I don't know what else what I was expecting. French cars, right? <laughs> uh. So we talked about other cars coming on the market, but actually, there's there's a few other cars coming that we haven't talked about, um, which I have not tried because they're out of my price range, so I'm I'm not going to be getting one anyway. Um, Probably the one making biggest news is the uh, um, Audi e-tron, is it? Yeah. Yeah, the Audi e-tron. That looks like it's uh, it's into Tesla territory in terms of price and, and features. So I'm not sure how they're going to compete, but it does look like a, a good car. Have you looked into that one at all? I've only seen the um, the pictures from the outside. I, I would love to see one in person, but... Obviously, that's not uh, that's not going to be available until later on this year, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, well, definitely one to watch because it's um, it, it's a bigger car. It's a, uh, I suppose you might say, a sportier car, um, more of an SUV look. Yeah, but basically, I think Audi and um, Jaguar and a couple of other car manufacturers, BMW. Uh, Mercedes, they found themselves losing business to Tesla uh, mm-hmm. in the last two years, and you know it, it. It especially with the Model Three now being out in the US and now um, also in the in Europe, um, they're they're, they're going to lose more and more. So obviously they they know they have to step up, which is a good thing, because yeah. you know um, uh, they 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 just didn't do it out of their own volition in the past. So somebody has to kick their butt. Um, and that's that's what I find interesting about the the Audi and the the other cars you mentioned is that we are now seeing that this new generation from other car manufacturers getting into the game, and that that could signal that, that turning point that we've been we've been talking about for the last year or two, that moving into the um, like the the um, early majority stage of adoption. Yeah, let's hope so. But I I, th- I think. I'm, I'm, you know, this is this is sort of the period to watch because the because uh, of of course we have quite loads of. I, th- I think what's going to happen is it's those companies dipping their toes into the, that market, but I think they're still very conservative about it. Um, so if if it doesn't take off, they will be less likely to uh, put more R and D into it. Um, I think, or you know, because they all. They're all trying to come up with something greater or bigger and better than everybody else. Um, but I don't think the, the new sort of electric car market works the same way or will be working the same way as the um, the old one. Uh, uh, whereas, you know, in, in, the, in the past, they, uh, the car manufacturers would, would have um, showcase cars uh, that would be one-offs just to, you know, showcase all of their technology that they'll they just wheel into the... Uh, 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 the exhibition space and, and that car will never be made but it's just basically you know this is what we could do uh, sort of a thing um, 
but you don't see Tesla doing any anything like that. And uh, it has to be said that Tesla's pretty much leading the uh, the market as far as technologies go. They're pushing the. Uh, they're, oh, yeah. That's their job, right? That's their uh, not not job, but that's their statement. That's their mission. Um, and and um, and of course, you know, Porsche and Audi and uh, Merck and all the other manufacturers, obviously, are trying to now outshine Tesla when it comes to that because they lost the business to those companies. Um, so in the case of Porsche, they're they're trying to uh, get the fastest uh, charging speeds, which I don't know how that's going to end uh, for people. Because um, obviously physics is still physics, so you know I don't know how they're going to uh, uh, solve the um, the problem with the uh, the, the pack uh, just not having as great uh, longevity as the um, as it could. Because if you take into account all the messages that uh, have been told by other people. Especially by Elon Musk is that the um, we said we we're going to mention him, so uh, <laughs> I thought I'll slip him in. Um, he he did say that you know they could charge the uh, the Tesla uh, cars um, much quicker than they do now, and I think they can do about 150 kilowatt hours now. Um, but it would degrade the park um, uh, over time, or much quicker than it than otherwise. So they obviously have to slow it down. Essentially, when you when you do the rapid charging. Um, the car tells the uh, the rapid charger uh, how much power to give out, but all the uh, the relays in the car essentially zap the or, or um, yeah uh, put the the control the the charger in control. So um, all the power that uh, goes from the charger basically goes directly into the pack, more or less. Um, so the you know all the control is on the side of the the the, the charger, and. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out when you pump in 450 kilowatt hours into a pack or 350, how, however many they uh, they've test uh, they've tested recently. I you know I hope they do it. I hope they they push the envelope, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I I, um, the, I don't know the um, I, I haven't heard anything amazing about Etron that would be you know uh, make me that much excited. But it's nice to see Audi doing something. Uh, about it, because I'm I'm just fed up with all the PHEVs uh, uh, out there, you know, trying to change the world, and you know, each or every electric mile is counts and all that BS. Um, I, I'm just tired of it. It you know, it doesn't it, the, the the technology is out there to produce electric cars, just produce electric cars. Uh, spare us yeah, the, the, the technology uh, in the e-tron doesn't seem to be anything special. In fact, it's um, it's a bit disappointing, really, with a a 95 kilowatt our battery pack only getting about 200 miles of range what's interesting about it is it's that is the marketing i think it's, it seems to be marketed more at just normal car drivers rather than electric car enthusiasts i think that that's why i think it's possibly you know signaling that turning point well so it's probably 200 miles uh range uh with a with a big pack because a the car is probably super heavy because uh, yeah. i'm guessing it's a proper suv which I don't know why people like them these days so much because you know it's a bit of a it's a run for another um, show. But um, SUVs are you know like uh, trying to have uh, uh, you know you know the the sort of the the, the triangle of things and ha- trying to have yeah. all three of them, which never happens. Spoiler alert. Um, <clears throat> and um, and also it's obviously designed for uh, for German uh, autobahns. Where you don't you don't do fifty five miles an hour, you you know you do one hundred and twenty right. miles an hour. So if you if you 
if you design a, like Germans design cars differently you, than you, Americans. You do 120 miles an hour on the inside lane. Exactly. So when you, I, I drove through Germany quite a few times, um, and you know, and even on uh, at 130 miles an hour, people overtake you at lightning speed. So it's it's just when you when you when you're a Tesla and you're designing a car for an American market, it's a you, you take different um, you you've got different goals. And when you when you're a you know a German manufacturer and you want to actually sell cars local, so when you Porsche, uh, Audi, and or VW, your design goals are different. And um, I think they had they had they just had to design a car that could be driven at speed on the autobahn because people will want to do that. Oh. So talking of driving on the autobahn reminds me of the other story that I was going to tell relating to my to my travels recently. Oh, go ahead. Uh, one of my one of my travels did take me to to Germany. I went to Munich and then had to drive out to to Austria. So of course I hired a car while I was there. But I actually had a hire car back at home as well because my my second car, my uh, my diesel uh, Ford S Max was being repaired. So while that was being repaired, I was given a, a courtesy car, which was an even bigger car, a uh, Mitsubishi Shogun Sport. Massive, massive thing it was. Um, so I had a hire car back here in a car park at the airport while I was driving on the autobahns in Germany in another hire car while my diesel car was being repaired. So Maybe I'm not really the right person to be doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, to tell the story about the... Because uh, um, what sort of car did uh, ding your um, your diesel car? <laughs> um, it was actually a milk float ran into the back of it. And it wasn't a leaf, While it was right? parked. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it probably was an electric vehicle, <laughs> being a milk float. <laughs> I, I just find that so, ironic, you know. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, in the UK, um, certain class of people will refer to the uh, electric cars as uh, milk floats um, as a pejorative. And, you know, we just find it ironic that um, Phil's car was dented by an actual milk float. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until recently, uh, milk floats were really the only electric vehicles that you would see on the roads in the UK. Unless you go back to the Sinclair C5. Not but that's a story for another show. Exactly. Not exactly a car as well, right? Um, well, I'm sure it was fun to drive. Yeah. Okay, I think that's probably a, a good time to, to wrap the show up. As always, you know, thank you for listening. If you've got any questions, any comments, go to facebook.com slash or leave us a comment at takeyourdv on Twitter. Thank you for your time and take it, Evie.